Welcome to episode 71 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. A blonde Hillary Doherty. Oh, shit. <laughs> Girl, she went blonde. It looks so good. But it's going, so because of, you know, I color my hair every fucking color you can imagine and use that cheap ass dye from like Walgreens. Yeah. That the pink, you can kind of see like, it looks like a strawberry blonde is in there still. Oh. Uh, the pink is like taking its time. It's whole yeah, but I, your life. I like it, but because it, it looks like there's like layers yeah. of, and the, highlights. So we have to take our time. We have to get the chunky highlights in. Then we did a toner all over the other color, a platinum toner. So the next time I go, because you can only bleach so much. You yes. can't, don't go crazy. You'll burn your hair off, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but the goal is to be like a white, like plat- all platinum. It's that's it's happening. I love that. Do you think so? Yes. <laughs> do you think it's a midlife crisis thing, or do I look? No, okay. no, I love it, <laughs> and I want to. I've been wanting to do underneath that peekaboo. Yes, where it's just where it's like you know business, and then when I put it up, you yes. see either Party. pink or rainbow or whatever. Love it. So. But I'm so afraid I've never bleach bleached my hair, so yeah. it makes me a little nervous. You like, could do it. Especially if it's just a little section like that. You yeah, could do underneath. It. And then it's yeah. like, even if it's fried out, like it's not, oh, you know. Yes. Well, I want to tell you something else. So before we get into the Florida session ending, uh. um, which had so much shit. And even when I was listening to our episode last Wednesday, we're like, oh, the transgender bill died. Fuck you. The same yeah. day, the same day that episode came out, it, it, it revived it, it itself came back. like fucking Frankenstein, bitch. But l- before we get into that, um, so after I had my hair done on Thursday, you know, I go roller skating. Have I not mentioned that before on the podcast, how much I love roller skating? Or roller no? skating. Okay. <laughs> so I go roller skating every other Thursday. It's adult skate. It's fucking throwback music. It's everything you've ever dreamed of. I know. I need to go. This I- Girl. I need to. It's the fucking best, okay? So okay. my friend Chelsea goes, she listens, hey, Chelsea, what's up? She's always posting, like, skating oh, stuff, she's too. she's the fucking best. Yeah, she's... So she skates all the time. Uh, okay. So, and I'm talking about quad skates, not rollerblades, although yeah. if that's your gig, cool, whatever, but it's got to be old school yeah. skates. And I actually, I, I have skates, but I've been renting the skates because I seem better than my skates, so I'm just renting them. It's fine. But there's this, I wanted to bring up, Chelsea and I were fucking dying laughing at the end of our skate session last Thursday. Of course, it's the end of the session. I grab my slushy. We sit down and bullshit, right? <laughs> and so it's so funny because I've noticed the same couple all the time, okay? It's a, a, a guy. He's probably like 6'2", and he's got a girlfriend, and they skate, always hold hands and skate. Oh, my God. And they skate in unison. Like, their skates move oh, in unison. Oh, and, and he's like fucking amazing skater. He does tricks. He does all kinds of stuff, yes. right? But I've been kind of watching him every single time we go. And then Chelsea's like, what do you think about this guy? I go, oh, yeah, there's something fucking going on here. Like, And he goes, and she, she said, we started talking about his swag or whatever. Yeah. I go, well, you know what? It's fucking BDE. Oh, no. BDE it's got to be. Rink. It's got to be BDE. And Chelsea's like, that's why that girlfriend holds on to that hand. Ooh. I'm like, honey. BDE <laughs> in the roller rink. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's what I think is happening right now. I think it's BDE. And she, because here's the thing I'm writing down, 
BD at the roller possible <laughs> title. I think that um, if you can skate like that, like you have to come and see it because I don't know how else to describe like skate culture, but like the people who go there, there's people who come like yeah. for their first time and they like, they're holding on to the wall. Like that's, I'm sure that's going to be me. Yeah. Tina has said, this is what she'll do, which is fine. Yeah. Or they're like walk skating, which is cool too. Like whatever. They're fun. They're having a good time. They're with okay. their friends. Fine. Okay. <laughs> but there's other people who are, this is what they've been doing for 30 fucking years. Oh, like, I love it. There was a it. couple there that night who's probably in their early 60s, and they were rocking that fucking wow. ring. Like, in unison, same thing, skating oh. together. It was the best. I love but that. I love it, too. But when you see people, like, so good at it, you That's know? That's their thing. And it makes me think that they are... So when I see somebody who's, like, in the rhythm, I'm like, you know that they're going to bed like that together, right? Like, you oh. know that they're, yes. like, it's something yes. is... Yes, Okay. They got Listen, it going on. If there's a chance that I can be perverted in any situation, it's happening. So I'm like, yes, they, they're together like that. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, Okay. The same with like dancing. Yes. Yes. Where you're like, damn, we got some fucking moves. What's going on over here? Right? <laughs> totally. Yes. So BDE at the roller rink. I'm, I was, that's the only explanation I have for I it. I love it. Because, and then I said to her, you know, we're both super friendly, like outgoing people. And I was like, these are the people we should be making friends with, Chelsea. Like, why are we know the regulars here? Yeah. Like, we are basically regulars here. Like, why are we not making friends with people at the roller rink? She goes, because you know what? The second I talk to that guy, it's over. Like, yeah. it's just going to ruin the whole fucking yes. thing. Like, I said, you know what? You're fucking, you're right. Yeah, just have the he'll fun. He'll say something or he'll be, something will happen. She's right. like, damn, all that mystery of like, who yeah. is this guy? It's going to go The next down thing the you know, he's like MAGA and you're like, yeah. oh, damn it. <laughs> exactly. You never know. You don't know. Um... Okay, so do you want to get into this session or do you want, like, I literally was so fucking angry. I mean, I, I, I have a little rant and I don't know. I mean, I feel like our listeners know. Yeah. Um, but DeSantis, Mm. one, I hate that he's Italian. Mm. Stronzo. Okay. What's that? It's like asshole. Okay. Yes. I think that's not even strong enough. It's not even strong enough. He's just like this self-serving monster because we know what it's about. We yeah. know that this isn't about anything but a presidential bid. Yeah, I think that's you what said I that think. last week. And I, I got to tell you, that's it's been on my mind since you said it on the last episode. And watching how this legislative and the smug, this and his smug little face yeah. when he talks about all of this stuff. It's disgusting. It's in it's in it's it's incredible. His face. And, and didn't he say what was his, his whole thing is like we're protecting girls. Yeah, which is and so it's, transphobic. It's so it's transphobic at the highest level in Florida. Like this is this is our president, basically. Right. He's the highest ranking. Well, and then what's official. funny is then saying the transphobic next, comments. The next night was it Thursday night that Biden spoke, mm-hmm. and or no, no, it was Wednesday same night. night. It, was it, was it was the same, same night. night. Wednesday State night. Of the Union. And and he, you know, said we have your back yeah. to the transgender community, which I mean. It, it, it was a huge deal. Okay, so let me say this to you because this is how I was thinking. And know, I put so a post like, on my this Facebook is happen- because this is happening yeah. in Florida, and then at least on the federal level, but but we're trapped in this state, right? So that's what I put a, a post on my Facebook because I oh, was so yes, angry. About I saw, it. I saw. I that. mean, because all the posts I saw Thursday morning were, "Isn't this great? Oh, look, Nancy Pelosi and and Kamala Harris are together. It's history. Two women standing here. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Biden is for trans folks and blah blah blah." And all I could think yeah. was, "But wait a minute, motherfucker!" Because these people were in Florida, and yeah. it's always been my thing. Even when Trump was running, I'm like, "Yeah, I want Trump out of office." But what are we what doing do we do about, about Florida? Yeah. Because we live here. 
here. So yeah. you, so a transgender person here could be like, oh, great, Biden. But they can't fucking play sports here if they're children no. from K no. through 12. Like, it's so They can't incredible. protest here. They can't protest. They're, they can't vote. They can't drop their fucking ballot <laughs> off at a ballot <laughs> box. Um, yeah. they, 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 it's just, it's one fucking thing after the other. It's It's, and the fact, too, that so many people are saying that Florida was sort of like setting the standard for all of this stuff. And now we're going to piggyback off of Georgia as far as voting. The, uh, yes. And it's and again, we know like this is all stuff that he can say to that base. Yes, you're right. I think that you're absolutely right. That, that um, there, I feel like there's he's he's pandering. So a really interesting thing happened with that transgender athletes bill. And I I, mean, I know it's kind of super um microscopic for florida but well, i think no, there's it's another state that who was the governor that he's a big bloated i don't know um gosh i think it's like south carolina or virginia mm -hmm. he, they have a similar bill going on this, well, is what ha happened, this isn't happening what happened with here. this so what happened is when we talked about it last week and it had passed through the house the florida house it went to the senate and the and the woman in the senate stargell i believe it's kelly stargell she said we're not going to be able to fit this on the agenda. So everybody's like, fucking A, it's Thank dead. God. Meanwhile, there's still a week left in legislature yeah. and we should have fucking known, right? Yeah. So what happens is it goes back to the House. And in the House, they had a charter schools bill, which is yes. awful. But what happens towards these last few days of session is they, people start throwing things onto bills just yeah, to get which, them passed. And we've talked about this, that this should not be permitted. No. There has to be some new structuring yes. of you cannot just throw yes. to try to get someone to vote. Hey, I will pass this charter bill or yes. I'll pass this, Can I and, add this and, on here? and okay, I'll vote for it if I add this thing on. Right. It's it's not right. It's, it's not it's right. It's not right. So what happens like Democrats do it too. But, yeah, but no not one to the, should do not it. to the point of like we're banning transgender people. It's like yeah. to get money back to their their district and things like that. Okay. So one of the things they randomly throw on is this transgender yeah. ban again, because now it doesn't have to go back to the Senate. It's going to just go to yeah. the governor once it passes. And so they added it back on. And every amendment gets debated just like anything else. That's why it's long, long session. Yeah. And it goes back up and it gets debated. So as soon as that gets voted on, I immediately went to see who voted, how how my representative oh, voted yeah. for it. And so my representative, Chip Lamarca in District 93, who's a no complete and fucking yeah. dick, yeah. didn't vote. Yeah, but and he's famous myself, for this. He's famous for this. He does this often okay. on important but, things right. to go, oh, I didn't vote for So he could say that he didn't okay. vote for it. But there was Which something mean, off about this. And yeah. here's why I originally thought that he didn't vote for it. I originally thought like he didn't show up and vote for it because he had voted for the transgender ban the first time it came around. And and so many people in Broward, including like myself, out. that I don't matter, but like real important people like Dean Tr Mayor Dean Trentalis of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, there's an LGBTQ activist who yeah. really pushed back on him. Um, I thought that's why he didn't vote for it. I was like, look at this fucking coward who can't yeah. fucking step up. Later on in the afternoon, I'm on Twitter uh -oh. and I start to see tweets from the FSU quarterback talking about how Governor DeSantis shouldn't sign this bill. And I thought, what the fuck? And I realized that one of the amendments that had been added was this bill that Chip Lamarca passed last se last session in 2020. And basically it allows college athletes to own their name and oh, their likeness yes, yes, so they yes, can get yes, paid. Yes. And the school doesn't make money off of their right. likeness. The actual athlete earns the money. Right. Which, by the way, was his claim to fame last session, his yeah. big thing he was so proud of, which 
is great, but we were in the middle of a fucking pandemic yes. and like yes. didn't come back to session to fix unemployment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so like right, this right. is what he was so proud of. So what happens is they added an amendment to push that back. It was supposed to start in 2021 right. to 2022. Right. And he doesn't agree with that. Of course, he wants it to happen right away. And that's why he didn't vote for the bill. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. And was like, fuck you. I'm not showing up. Yeah. So now this college athlete and then also uh, I believe it was the quarterback in for the Hurricanes and and, and college coaches in Florida start tweet a Twitter storm saying DeSantis needs to not vote for this. Yes. Okay. But then people think that it's about the athletes, but it's not. It's about this other thing. Right. No, no, the no, 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 they, no, no, no. They're making it clear it's about them that they're not going to get paid. Oh, okay. that, this isn't fair. You're punishing us. Right. We should get paid. We should own our likeness. Well, it starts to show a frenzy where um, reporters are picking it up and all of this stuff. So Chris Sprawls, I think his last name is Sprawls. He's the Speaker of the House. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This was included and nobody fucking said anything. Like no legislative, they all voted for it. Right. Except LaMarca, right? Who yeah. probably doesn't sound, sounds like he doesn't have a lot of pull there. Yeah. Because he didn't go around to say to everybody, excuse me. <laughs> what are we doing? What are, what, you're going to punish yeah. these people. Right, no. They all voted for it. So now the next day, they want to add another amendment that changes the date back. <gasps> okay. Oh, so, so they'll do now, that. They'll right. do that. Hello, they'll they'll help those athletes, but not the it. other athletes. That's right. Okay. So you should it's, watch those fucking debates. Yeah. Like, like Michelle, Representative Rayner, such... Michelle Rayner is like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to vote for this because I think that the, a lot of these athletes are African-American and they're, they, need of course. This, they need to earn a dollar yes. and they, they deserve of course. it. And, and they are used and, and abused. Like, and I'm not here to punish athletes, but I think it's funny that you're okay punishing transgender athletes. Right. But pay, so you're discriminating against one, but you're not discriminating. Against, like, do you see what you're doing? Yeah, they don't. Ana Escamani had an amazing speech. Carlos Guillermo Smith is fucking on fire with this. It's unbelievable. And guess what? Chip's tweeting. We won. We fixed it. Fixed it. And wow. I fucking retweeted it. I'm like, fixed what? The unemployment, broken unemployment system, the underfunded education system in Florida, the housing crisis? No. You're, what you're so important to you is making sure athletes get paid right away. Right. And does, does you don't care about standing up for transgender athletes though, right, Chip? Yeah. Right? I'm Ooh. fucking What the fuck, Tina? No, it's 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 uh, uh, it's a mess. And and it, I don't and, and one last thing, sorry. Every fucking article in every goddamn paper across the state is about how bad the legislation is that they passed. That everything was there was nothing for the people and everything for corporations or for DeSantis. That's all the, the most pork. dangerous session we've ever fucking yep. had in the state. So don't come back to my my fucking district, Chip Lamarca, and tell me how great you fucking did because yeah. of athletes. No, he's garbage. Paid. He's garbage. You're a fucking piece of and shit. And DeSantis is a bigger piece of shit. Totally. That fucking stupid grin on his face like you were talking about. Oh my about. God, his smug fucking face. And I, and I, and I hate the, I saw headline after headline of that quote of we're protecting women. We're oh protecting women. God. And I just, and that too is, that's a dog whistle too. Yes. yes. You know, like yes. it's disgusting. And number one, we don't need, women don't need your protection. No. DeSantis. No. So. And number two, it's I like have a from, from all these white men. You're going to protect yeah. us? Like, screw, screw and also, you. you're not protecting us. They did it. They, uh, they're anti-women's reproductive rights. Yes. You want to take away my well, choice from my yeah. own body and then turn around and say you're trying to protect me in sports? Yeah, if my daughter was playing like she does in a public school and plays basketball and there was a transgender person on her team, 
Nothing would change. Nothing would. They well, fucking continue well, guess to what? play basketball. Guess what? Not I think, I thing think would change. since 2004, transgender kids have been playing. Yeah. N- not have one been playing, incident. And there has not been an incident. Oh, there has the way, not been a problem. I think there hasn't been a problem. I think they narrowed it down to like, there's actually 12 children who would be affected by this. That's how little the number yeah. is. But it's a but, fucking, but, but it's people, a shit in their pocket that they want. And, and people just have these like, these ideas about like, you're going to put a, a girl up against a boy. It's not fair. And it's like, what, what, these are kids. Like, what are you no. talking about? It's well, Here's and what's not thing. fair, like, that, like we're playing peewee soccer, we're well, playing a high school, like, this isn't gonna, like, because all the arguments are like, well, what about the Olympics? What about, you know, and it's <laughs> like, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's. Here's the thing, it, too. It, transgender athletes would, my, my retweet of that fucking quarterback was this, really would be nice if there was some athlete, um, athletes, um, What's it called? Oh, shit. A union? No. No. Um, Coalition? If there was a solidarity between oh. athletes. Like, oh. I'm, I'm glad that you're retweeting this and, like, you're now aware of something is going on at this amendment. Right. But there's this other thing about athletes on this bill as well. Right. And how about you stand up for transgender athletes and use your power as an FSU quarterback to say, this sucks that you're trying to push this date back for us to get paid. But right. also, also yeah. these kids want to fucking play sports. Let them play. Let them play. Let the kids play. Let like, them play. Like, what why? Where's your solidarity with that motherfucker? I agree. Also, uh, so we're okay with athletes getting paid in college, but between K and twelve, we don't want them playing. Like, so you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> where know. are you? Where Where is this? It's 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 ridiculous, and all of it is pushed forward too. Like the underlying thing of all of this is religion. Yes, you know, like yes. that's the other thing too. Like it's 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 in the name of God. Yes with reproductive rights and transgender and and all the homophobia and and i want to and let me say something else too and for anybody who's listening who's like what's the big let me say this to you here's what's in there that's passed in that trans uh, banning transgender if they suspect that your child is transgender oh they can inspect their genitals i so i that was in the original i believe still there it's still there i thought they removed that no not, not to my knowledge. To my knowledge, it is still there because that's what was being tweeted all over the place. That it was still wow. in there. Now, I stand corrected. Yes. It's been removed. That was in the original bill. And that was I'm in the original bill. I and believe I... it passed with that. Which means who's doing who's that? Who's doing that? that who's checking fight, that? You're violating a child. And who's agreeing to that? And, and ugh. Who would agree to have their child's genitals inspected? Yeah. It's humiliating. It's humiliating. These children are, are children who are already you know, part of such a marginalized group, they're yes. already dealing with, with, with mental health issues and, 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 and dealing with c- coming out and, and yes. being accepted and all of this. And like, now you're just going to say, well, you can't, you, you can't play on the middle school team. You can't play on the freshman. What? Like, why do you care? I don't understand why you care. Well, they're Let trying to protect kids. girls. Give me a break. Fuck Where off. are all the girls saying we don't care? Yeah, there's plenty. That's the other thing. Parents were testifying, saying this, 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 in the committee, saying, please don't do this to my children. Testifying over. Yes. And that's another thing Michelle Rayner said. And reps were testifying. Yeah. And and Michelle Rayner's like, you know, a couple of tweets from an FSU quarterback, you motherfuckers are jumping through hoops. These parents were pleading for you, and you didn't hear them. Right. Fuck you. All right. Let's get into this. I am so fucking pissed. I know. What else is there? It's just, uh, that's it. That's all I had. I just, it was a rant. I love it. Do you have anything else left on there? No, no, no. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Okay. <gasps> Today I'm covering the Newport sex scandal. Ooh. Oh, I love oh. it when you look at me and you're like, what? What? Sex scandal. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's. <laughs> okay, sorry. BDE at the roller rink. Ooh. Okay. The Newport, Rhode Island had become a major port city by the mid-1700s. Dang. Situated at the lower section of the, hold on, I looked this up how to pronounce this, Narragansett. That's probably completely Ooh. wrong. We'll have to ask my friend Keith. All right, Narragansett Bay. That's totally, I'm butchering it, Keith. Please (laughs) forgive me. It's It's an important and ideal location for military installations. Weather, excuse me, wealthy industrialists had flocked to the waterfront land of Newport to build summer homes for their wives and children. When Army and Navy officers arrived, Newport's elite civilian society welcomed them with open arms. The two hierarchies created a mutual respect for each other, which resulted in considerable financial contributions to the comfort of enlisted soldiers and sailors. Mm. One such philanthropic venture was the construction of a new YMCA building in 1911. YMCA. Yes. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. The old YMCA (laughs) building was small and outdated for the needs of traveling military personnel. A wealthy widow who summered in Newport from Ohio commissioned the construction of a new building that would be modern and have four stories, quote, dedicated to the use and comfort of the enlisted men of the Army and Navy, end quote. Okay. The Army and Navy YMCA was designed with the young man in mind. There were approximately 114 residential rooms spread out over four floors. Each floor contained a lavatory and a shower room. On the second floor was a library. On the first floor was reading and writing rooms, a social room, a billiards room, a main desk, sundries room, restaurant, and lunch counter. Dang. Yeah. This sounds really nice. Yeah. A Play large, a little pool, yeah. read a little bit, yeah, relax, go take a shower. Fuck. Okay, yeah. Oh, whoops. Oh. A large gymnasium provided a place to play basketball, hold dances and theatrical performances, and exercise in an elevated running track. Oh, Fun, oh right? very fancy back yes, then, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> the, the YMCA provided a home away from home for hundreds of thousands of enlisted men through that passed through Newport. Okay. Oh, so they come in. Yeah, they come in. They're, the they're on the ship, and it's like, okay, now we can kind of like be on the land, yes. relax. That's actually, that's yes. really nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Talk about, okay, so then I wrote, talk about the ads. So that's just the cue for me to talk, isn't it? <laughs> so at the time, um, when they were trying to get young men to enlist, you know, they would go to the parents and say, like, there would be ads that were kind of yeah. directed to the parents. And one of the things was like, you know, uh, we save your sons from like an alternative lifestyle. There was like these very much like gay undertones of like, you don't want your kids, get your sons to get involved in this kind of thing. And also there was directed messages like directed toward the men that were enlisted. That was like sex is for you and your wife. You don't have sex beforehand. You don't go to another country. Like when you go out of, out of uh port to whatever spain you don't fuck anybody there listen and then they they they, they, they would like they would skew it to be like you're sleeping with the enemy you know what i mean yes and so oh, with the spying and all yes. of that yes so sex was like no 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 right it was yes. a very but you know but this the big joke <laughs> the big joke is you're sailing from port to port yeah, you know what i mean yeah. you're entering every port that's the that's the the yeah. metaphor yes so it's funny. It's it funny, funny that they're trying to say like, no. But there must have been so much going on then that, you know. I feel like always. Always. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's men and it's, yeah, you know, they're dicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, <laughs> this is a very dick heavy episode. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so in February 1919, sailor Thomas Brunel and chief machinist mate um, Irvin Arnold 
were patients at the Naval Hospital at Naval Station Newport in Newport, Rhode Island. Brunel disclosed to Arnold that both Naval and civilian men have sex with other men regularly met at the Army and Navy YMCA and the Newport Art Club. So for companionship and also just for like random sex, which is... At the time, you don't just kind of walk around and say shit like that, right? Like, it's, no, you know, no, no, no. This is like flags, early 1900s. Sirens. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know if Brunel was interested in Arnold and was like saying, "Hey, this is some." I don't know why he would just say this to him. Maybe or maybe he like maybe he had a vibe. Maybe, maybe who knows? But Arnold independently investigated Brunel's claims, discovering parties involving cross-dressing, same-sex sexual activity, and liquor and cocaine use at the locations. Ooh. Okay, so Arnold presented his Navy superiors with a detailed report <gasps> of his findings. He's ratted them out. He rats them out. Um, Arnold Spencer S. Wood, commander of the 2nd Naval District, ordered an investigation and created a court of inquiry into uh, to review Arnold's claims. Now, I wonder if this was the opposite, if it was, you know, a bunch of women mm. that were involved. Yeah. And, and, and doing all of these things and partying and having, you know, um, would he have reported it? I don't know. Good question. Like, like is he a guy that's just like, I, I am, think maybe. I'm the I straight think maybe. and narrow kind of guy, like, and this isn't. I think the way that homosexuality was viewed then, it was like, it was criminal. Yeah. You know, it was, it was thought of as being, what did Freud say? I read this in one of the articles that I read. It was, it was devious, you know, it right. was unnatural is what comes up a lot. So. How know, dangerous. Yeah. And. This language. Very much. It is. And, and very yeah. much like the transgender bit we were just talking about when people don't understand something then they they have to find ways to stop it from happening instead of actually just right. listening and understanding yeah. what's happening it's fear fear it's fear. fear of the unknown okay fear does all yeah. sorts of bad things yes so on march 19th 1919 the court concluded that a thorough investigation was warranted so now we're going to look into this mm-hmm. then assistant secretary of the navy franklin d roosevelt approved the court's recommendation and asked Attorney General A. Mitchell Palmer to undertake the investigation. Palmer assigned Arnold, that original Irvin Arnold from the, who went and investigated on his own. He assigned him to the case. And now Arnold was a former Connecticut state detective. So he leads the investigation, right? So here we go. Uh Uh-oh. With an infiltration approach in mind, he chose members of the Navy to be his investigators on the basis of their youth and their looks. Oh, so he's like, okay, you're young, strapping, good looking. Yeah. You're going to be the mole. Yeah. And we're going to send you in. he had several people doing this. Wow. Over a period of several weeks, 13 such agents submitted daily reports to Arnold that included candid descriptions of homosexual acts and their participation in them. Ooh. Wait. Hello. Are you hearing me? So they're not just moles. Yeah. They're They're actually doing these things so participating in these acts so were they told that they had to participate in their role so that they wouldn't be caught or are they participating because they want to participate it wasn't really clear like that's not clear in this but like of course once this comes out everybody tries to like oh i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know right yeah but they're giving these reports arnold is reading them and was like oh yeah you know he's not even like thinking that you're now putting them in this position of but wow, it's and also reminds me of a scene in The Wire when um, Jimmy McNulty goes to like um, a sting for uh, sex workers. Yeah. And when they walk in, he's getting a blowjob from two women. And he's like, it just happened. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was supposed to be undercover. Yeah. I like, mean, well, that's the this? thing when you're undercover, like you, you, 
You can't always be like, no, no, but no. Can you no. see a man doing this without wanting, like, I mean, what, what are you, you're really that deep into this undercover work? Yeah, no, I don't know. Because when, when police officers do it, as soon as the money's offered. And then, then it's like, yeah, boo, oh, you're arrested. it's over, yeah. Hello. Okay. Mm. So they rarely reported any hesitancy or qualms about their direct pers- participation. Arrests began on April 4th and by April 22nd, 15 sailors had been arrested. Each was brought before a military tribunal and heard men whom they recognize as former sexual partners provide graphic testimony <gasps> of their encounters. So now those Wait folks a this who is were messed part up. of but, the investigators but, but are they're saying, participating as well. Yeah. Oh, he sucked my dick this yeah, day. Yeah. Right. But this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I know. They just get to point fingers and yes. say this one, this one, this one, this one. Yes. Yep. Um, older naval officers were confused by the terms used by the investigators. So, like, they're saying, like, all these things. And th- these guys are. Yeah, they're like, wait, we don't understand. Yeah, uh, yeah like the slang or whatever the language yeah. of the community. Yes. Wow. Once the operatives had presented their evidence before the court, the accused were encouraged to incriminate others. And many did so in hopes of leniency. Oh, this is then um, just a, a witch hunt. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, this is now I'm going to call you out. And maybe people aren't even guilty of that. Right. So that they don't get in as much trouble. And then I'm wondering with even the undercover, are they just calling people out? Right. Who knows? Who, like, did they even participate in stuff? Or are they just like, oh, I need to bring evidence back. So I'm going to bring some evidence yeah. back. Who, what, what, how do you yeah. know they're even being honest? Yeah. Ooh. So Brunel, who was the guy originally in the hospital, um, he incriminated some, but withheld the names of his closest friends. Oh. The three-week military trial ended with the court-martial of 17 sailors charged with sodomy and, quote, scandalous conduct. Most were sent to the naval prison at the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard in Maine. Two more were dishonorably discharged, and two others were found innocent and no further action. So, Mm. okay. The Providence Journal under publisher John R. Ratham covered the trial proceedings daily, often with a critical eye toward the prosecution's case. Here's the thing. The folks in Newport were like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like Rhode Island and Providence, Rhode Island, it's a very gay-friendly place in Newport. Like this is all... Oh, so even from back in the day? Yes. They were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So in, in his charge to the jury in that case, the judge was at pains to discredit the witnesses who described the participation in illicit sexual acts. So that's the other thing. It's like... Like what you're saying. It's like, yeah. how could you point your finger and you fucking did yeah, the same thing? Yeah, you did the same thing. Yeah, and the judge had a hard time, like, figuring out, like, well, they were and part of the investigation. And what's true and what's not true. Yeah. And he, it's it's very, you know. Yeah. You know, you have two sides to the story. Like, who else is witness to it? Is it just, they're just relying on the testimony of these guys that the other person sent in? Right. I mean, is there no other physical evidence? Like, what's he taking pictures? You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Like. There's otherwise no he video. could ju- yeah otherwise yeah. he's just like oh i did this like we- yeah this is a crazy kind of kangaroo court <sighs> i know happening here he reasoned that since no military or governmental authority could legitimately order them to participate in such acts against their will either they were willing participants whose complaints were groundless or they were acting under the compulsion of unlawful commands on their part of their superiors so he's talking yeah. about the guys who yeah his analysis fail, fueled opposition in Newport's religious community. Within within days, a committee of, of Newport clergymen drafted a lengthy letter to President Woodrow Wilson denouncing the Navy's activities in Newport, specifically the del- deleterious and vicious methods used, including keeping those charged confined for months without trial. So like even keeping wow. them in that prison, yeah. Among, among the signatories were Reverend William Safford Jones of Channing Church, Reverend J. Howard Deming, Reverend Everett P. Smith of St. Mary's Church, Portsmouth, and Reverend Richard Alnard, Arnold Green of Newport. The Providence Journal published a letter which put the Navy on the defensive and named Secretary of the Navy Jofis Jof- 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 
McDaniels and Roosevelt. Assistant Secretary Roosevelt angrily charged that press coverage like Ratham's would damage the Navy's reputation to the point that parents would not allow their sons to enlist. (sighs) Here's the other thing, is that Roosevelt... He soon becomes like a VP pick on a ticket. And one of the things that they were saying is that um, having this moral stance and like to like up your status, which yeah. is why a lot of these things happen is like, I'm a moral crusader. He kind of like the, 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 the attorney general did not want to pursue this case. And right. he was like, well, I'll go, I'll go around you and do it another way. So again, what he did a- just to get this thing. So he's going to attack a community, right. a certain per- group of people to like make himself look better in his political and, career. And appease again, a religious yes. space. Yes. And there's a quote by, I think it's uh, Pascal, the French philosopher, that's mm-hmm. something like, um, men never do evil so completely and so cheerfully um, as when they do it with a religious conviction. Mm. You know? Yes. And that's exactly what was happening like this here. Is, it's like, it's what's happening. It's so that irony and hypocrisy of, yeah. of all of it. Also at issue, however, were the methods employed in the investigation, right? So Ratham and Roosevelt had a, quote, tart exchange of telegrams disputing whether anyone in the naval hierarchy in Washington had supervised the investigation closely or authorized the actual participation of investigators in illicit acts. I mean, it's it's a little... Yeah. Yeah. Because how far do you go undercover? And I wonder that, too, like when people go in like a drug sting. Yeah. Are they doing coke? Are they... they, Because a lot of times you know, or the idea is that the dealer or whoever's involved is like, yeah, do some, or, or you have to kind of prove right. that you're not a cop somehow. Right. Is that, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Um, while investigations dragged, Roosevelt resigned from his position as assistant secretary of the Navy in July, 1920, when he accepted the democratic party's nomination for vice president, he and presidential candidate James M. Cox were on the losing end of Warren G. Harding's landslide victory that year on July 19th, 1921, a subcommittee of the Senate committee on naval affairs denounced both Daniels and Roosevelt for their methods used in the Newport investigations. Mm. The New York times reported that most of the details of the affair were quote of unprintable nature end quote. but explained that the committee believed that Daniels and Roosevelt knew that, quote, enlisted men of the Navy were used as participants in immoral practices for the purposes of obtaining evidence, end quote. Right. And is it, is it, um, oh gosh. Entrapment? Yes. Yes. Entrapment. Is it entrapment? Yeah. I mean, it's all such a risk. And even then, 1919, yeah. it's such a risk to, for this behavior. Yeah. And to, to and I don't want to say behavior, but you know, to, but but, but if you have out, if you have this beautiful young man, yeah. and you've told him we want to see if something's going on, and then that young man is what is he the one that approaches? Is he the one that right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would how that, hard did you go after? Yeah. to try to do this. So let me say something. If I'm at the are YMCA, they are, are you guys drunk? Are you doing? Yeah. you know, like what was what the, what, yeah. what was the circumstances? And was it like you? I have to bring evidence back, so I'm going to do whatever's necessary. Yeah, this whole thing sounds ridiculous. Here's how you could totally entrap me. I am at the YMCA <laughs> and I'm young and gorgeous, which is you know 25 years ago and, and still today, girl, girl, that blonde hair and a young man <laughs> knocks at my door. And he's like, knock, knock, knock. And I open the door and he's so cute. He's got brown hair and brown eyes. And he's looking at me and he's like, what's up? I'm like, let's fuck. Like that's entrapment. <laughs> Entrapped, bitch. Entrapped. I How mean, about that? there you go. <laughs> but we don't know what these men were doing. We don't. We don't And that's know. the problem is that's why the how, videotape yeah, had and to like come you said, in handy. How far did they go right. to get evidence? Yeah. 
and you're inebriated. Maybe you're doing a little cocaine, right. you know, the fucking playing pool. All of a sudden, well, this guy looks at you. Who knows? It didn't take much. And also, during the time, it, it was even in the 70s, we had like the brambles or the, you know, the rambles, whatever the fuck it was in New York. You would just walk around and someone would look at you. A man would look you in the eye and you would walk behind a tree. Like, that's yeah. all it took. Yeah. That's all it took. It didn't take a lot to like secretly have this thing. Yeah. Just so fucking insane to me still. Yeah. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. No. The committee report declared that using enlisted men in this way, quote, violated the code of the American citizen and ignored the rights of every American boy who enlisted in the Navy to fight for his country, end quote. I know. The committee report also made public the earlier determination of a naval court-martial. To the court-martial's assessment that Roosevelt's behavior was, quote, unfortunate and ill-advised, the committee added it was also reprehensible. Daniel's rejection of the court's judgment, the committee declared, uh, the he rejected the court's judgment and the de- the committee declared, quote, it is to be severely condemned that he won't even acknowledge, you know, that he did this thing, the wrong thing here, you know, mm. and he was the secretary of the Navy at the time. Given how difficult all concerned, how difficult all concerned found to be discussed the details of the crimes at issue, their language characterizes the questionable activities repeatedly without ever specifying the actions themselves. Like they couldn't even write about what was happening in these reports, like newspapers, Nobody could actually say what was oh, they happening. Yeah, yeah, because uh, at, at the time it was too yeah. risque. You can't say oral or anything like yeah. that. They referred to, quote, a lack of moral perspective and invoked the youth of the Navy personnel, quote, conduct of a character at which seasoned veterans of the service would have shuddered was practically forced upon boys, end quote. Wow. Yeah. Their most explicit description said that the Navy personnel allowed, quote, to be por- to be performed upon their them immoral acts, end quote. Oh, So then people's imaginations must have been running wild. Yeah. Also, the committee wrote that for Daniels and Roosevelt to allow personnel to be placed in a position in which the acts were even liable to occur to occur was, quote, a deplorable, disgraceful and most unnatural proceeding, end quote. Mm. Right. There's that unnatural thing again. Yes. Finally, the committee acknowledged that naval officials were facing a serious problem in Newport and it denounced, quote, immoral conditions, end quote, that were. Quote, a menace to both the health and the morale of the men in the Naval State Training Station. Wow. So Roosevelt, of course, rejected the report, noting that the subcommittee's two Republican members had condemned him while the one Democrat uh, issued a minority report. You know, here we are again, yeah. these two fucking stupid parties. Oh, my goodness. He contested goodness. many details and interpretations in the committee's report and then went back on the attack saying, quote, this business of using the Navy as a football of politics has got to stop, end quote. And he said nothing about the court-martial. And, of course... We still have political footballs today. Yeah, of course. That are dealing with yeah, back and forth, the LGBTQ back and forth. community. Hello. It's it's <laughs> never ends. Um Oh and like when you're talking about like the newspapers and things not even being able to publish stuff, like we have to remember what was the movie? Gone with the Wind? Mm. You know, like that last line, like the frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. That was like such a scandal. It was the first time a curse word was like ever used in film and it was like a huge thing. Yeah. So the fact that like damn yeah. was huge <laughs> and it's sort of around this time. I don't remember when that movie came out, but it was an yeah. early film. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that like people were, were so shocked about things, mm-hmm. you know, that like, yeah, you know, a, a word like that in a movie was like, oh. <gasps> But it's, Can we, you believe it? But they it, you all know? know that this this exists. They yes. know that, that gay people exist. You know, they would go to drag shows and of all of course. those things. And so it's not like they don't know that these things exist, except they were looking at the military or the Navy as like this higher, you know, right. thing. Like, oh, God forbid something like that's happening there. But all these men were together and you're telling them not to have sex with other people. And God knows what else. Yeah. Why, just 
Let people, let, be. let people be. Let people do what they want. So finally, uh, as we know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected as governor of New York in 1929. And then he was elected president of the United States yep. in 1933. Ooh. And used all of this to boost himself up, right? Like use yes, these investigations, yes. use this stuff. Well, you see it. You see uh, the 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 trail he's trying yes. to that path he's trying to make from him, for himself to yeah. go back and go look what i did like you know yes it's it's oh dangerous if you can the world be of elected, politics man like it's just there's the potential for so much good but it's just yeah you know what do they say? Like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, you know and what I, I think mean? Like it's just we end up. Because of the power that's attached to it and the money that you could possibly make being a politician and being elected, it's ripe for really dangerous people to get involved in it. Yeah. And to use it in this way. Yeah. To be so strategic about what you're doing so that you could be go to a higher office yeah. and get elected, that you're willing to... Uh, hurt other people hurt other people hurt communities of people yeah it's not even like you're just hurting joe schmo who you're up against and smearing someone there's a gay man in california reading this story or a gay teenager in california who's in the closet reading the story and is like oh shit you know she's being told that this is can't even get into these horrible things that are happening like you're affecting human beings yeah it's terrible all right that's my story dang Mm. today I'm going to tell you the story of former United States representative from Chicago, ooh, ooh, ooh. Daniel Rostenkowski. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Do not know who this is. Oh, but good. I love Chicago. Every time I, anytime I get a chance to talk about how much I love Chicago. I want to go to Chicago. <gasps> I've never been to Chicago. And by the way, wait, stop. When the, we can now plan a road trip this summer. Yes, we need to. We are we both need fully to. vaccinated. <laughs> we are. Get in the fucking car, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> and Chicago's on the stop. Oh, dang. Let's do it. Holy crap. No, no. We can do this now. Oh my God. <sighs> Chicago. So tell me what were you okay. going to say about Chicago? Oh, I was going to say my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. The beautiful oh my Yolanda. God. Jesus Christ. Stop she, me in my tracks. She, the door opens. She's, this is my sister-in-law, Yolanda. I was like, hi, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Fucking A. I mean, bone structure, what everything. Beautiful, beautiful. Insane. Um, but she lived in Chicago and loved it. Mm. Loved it. She was there Best. for a while. And she still talks about how much she enjoyed living so, in that city. Yolanda and I are going to run away together. Yes. We're going to live in Chicago. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh, Daniel David Rostenkowski served in the U.S. House of Representatives beginning in 1959, where he Mm. served as chair of the House Democratic Caucus and later the Ways and Means Committee and as chief deputy whip. Mm. But when he's indicted in the congressional post office scandal, he couldn't whip up enough political support to save his career. (laughs) Girl. Lord, always the best. You know, uh, the other day, Barefoot Lobo sent me an article because it had a pun in it, and he's like, "I thought you would like this," because I was like, and I was like, "Oh my god, I do!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, barefoot, barefoot, you son of a bitch. All right, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So our story takes place in Washington D.C., though our congressman does hail from Chicago. So I'm going to dive into some background. I'm hitting the highlights. You know how I do it. If you want all the biographical info. Go to the show notes and read. Bye. Bye. Okay, so like the last guy I covered in our episode 70, C and Franny, mm. Rostenkowski came from a political family. 
His father, Big Joe Rusty, was his nickname. Yes, honey. I love it. Served as alderman for the 32nd Ward, and Rostenkowski followed in his father's political footsteps, earning a seat in the Illinois House of Reps in 1952. At the young age of 24, 24 years wow. old, still in college, <laughs> and he gets this seat. Oh, my God, 24. 24. And then he was elected to the Illinois State Senate two years later. What the fuck? Yeah. And Rostenkowski once said that politics was, quote, a blood sport in Chicago. Wow. Could you imagine being that young and be able to navigate that whole thing? And Chicago, and you know, because yes. you've covered it, like Chicago <gasps> politics is like a whole oh different God, thing. Oh my God, it's the best. So I wanted to just give some of his career highlights. Um, and this comes from various articles from his wiki page. Um, he pushed for free polio vaccines for children. Mm. And I just want to have a little sidebar. Okay. About vaccines. Oh, sure. Because Let's I was, I, I was like, oh wow, free polio vaccines <laughs> for kids, and I was thinking that if the anti-vaxxers and these, uh, you know, people who don't want to get the COVID vaccine and stuff yeah. had to live and watch children mm -hmm. suffer through a disease like polio, you know, like they they yeah. would be out getting a vaccine. They would understand what it means to have a vaccine, right? And uh, well, they understand, and, and the people waiting for everyone else to get vaccinated mm -hmm. and not doing their part in getting vaccinated, yeah. that upsets me too. Cause it's like, oh, so somehow you are the more special creature. Mm -hmm. We all are going to experience the side effects and all the bad things. And you're cool with that. Right. Right. But you won't get it for yourself. Right. Give me a break. Tina, I have to stop you for And I have to say, but uh -oh. except for a legitimate if you have a legitimate, like, religious reason of why you cannot get vaccinated or, or, an or illness, a health there, there are, issue. Yes, there are health things, yes. Of course. Please, I am yes. not. But if you are anyone else, you know, the reason vaccines work is when the bulk of the population get them mm -hmm. so that the disease goes dormant. Right. You know? I have to say something, though. You have to stop for a minute because you are making too much sense. Oh. So please stop. <laughs> we don't do that here. We don't do it on the muck, and we certainly don't do it in this guy's oh, country. Give me a break. Making, in Florida? We just hit please. 100 million people vaccinated. I was like, that's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Just get vaccinated. Honey. Get vaccinated. I, ha I have to tell you, I've never gotten the flu vaccine ever. My children oh. have never gotten it. I've never gotten it. I just don't give a fuck yeah. about the flu vaccine. Okay, oh, fine. you don't care. Although yeah. I've never had the flu, but maybe yes. once I get it, I'll get the flu vaccine. But like... Yeah, I've never, yeah, thank you. I'm going to knock on wood. But like, I've never had any so, like uh, yes. idea of like, oh, I should go do this. So but I as do. As soon as my, the age yes. dropped to 40, I was like, oh, where do I sign up yes. for this fucking COVID vaccine? I get the flu vaccine every year, but I work in an environment where there's a lot of people and I'm yeah. in a, you know, in a space with a lot of people all of the time. Yes, and that so makes sense. I, every year, because I have. Your I, chances I, yes. of getting it are higher than me. Yes. yes. I understand. Um, and you know, knock on wood, nothing's ever, yeah, you know, God. happened. Here I am. Honey. All right. So the other thing he tried to do was get a cigarette tax pass that would have fund bonuses to veterans from the Korean war. Um, and that bill ended up passing, but then later the voters rejected it mm. in 1958. He is then elected to the U S house from Illinois Wow. and he makes a name for himself. He works his way up. He served on the ways and means committee, like I said, and that allowed him to really take care of Chicago. Like he got a lot of money back um, to his home turf. Dang. And as this um, U.S. House rep, he worked on the Economic Recovery Act, the Tax Act of 1981. He worked on the Tax Reform Act of 1986. He worked on Social Security reform. And The Sun also reported that his work on 
Social Security reform helped save Social Security from insolvency. Wow. And he was working like during the time of like the Reagan administration. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was a time where they're working together. Of course. You know, he was a Democrat, of but course. they're working together <laughs> on things, you know, wow. it's just interesting. Sounds crazy. And while serving as a House rep, he also served as ward committeeman for the 32nd Ward beginning in 1984. So even though he was serving as the House, he was also the committee person for his dad's old ward. Oh, And my doing that gosh. at the same time. So an AP article in The Hour noted that Rostenkowski brought in a ton of money uh, back to Chicago, like I said, and things for like the Kennedy Expressway, the Navy Pier, a train line. Mm. And former Senator Alan Dixon had this to say about Rostenkowski. He probably did more for Illinois and Chicago in particular than any person that's ever represented the state. Holy cow. And the SB Sun cites Rostenkowski after he left the world of politics as saying this, and this is sort of um, a back in my day kind of quip. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, quote, we looked as we looked at politics as compromise. We were going to work together. We were going to get something done. We were Democrats and Republicans, but we were also legislators. Politics is war today. Everybody wants to fight. Nobody wants to give in. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. And as far as sort of like what this is presence, because he, 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 every article talks about his presence and how mm. he was like this really powerful guy. And the NBC Chicago uh, article described uh, this powerful politician as having, quote, rolling jowls, shrewd eyes, and a powerful stature. Dang, I want to meet this person. <laughs> and he had a gregarious personality. God, so, there we a, go. He sounds awesome. Well, uh-oh. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. So, back in 1991, the U.S. Capitol Police start investigating corruption between employees of the Congressional Post Office and the U.S. House of Representatives. And Rostenkowski is is like a very key figure in that. Oh gosh! But the Dems shut it down, <gasps> right? So this investigation wants to happen, oh, and they boy. are like, "Okay, we got to get this to go away." And some articles I read basically say what's interesting because you covered Newt Gingrich, yeah, um, that this was this sort of like opened the door for the Republican uh, takeover in the mid nineties. Cause remember they mm-hmm. get the house and the Senate and that's yes. led by Newt. Yes. So they use this scandal and other things as a way as, as a power move. They just and need, they just, it's creep, like, the yeah, it's just open that door a little bit and they will use every fucking ounce of it. Like every space, yeah. they're just going to take it. And it was the first time since the 1950s that Republicans took control of both the houses. Right. And that's the thing, like, this type of corruption, like mm-hmm. he's involved in this thing mm-hmm. for his own gain yeah. that we're going to see. Right. But the ripple effect right. has impacted our country for decades. Yeah. Oh you my know? God. And, and it's wow. like chills, <laughs> fucking goosebumps. Well, this was my thing with, oh. with Hillary Clinton. I mean, she's a great candidate on paper, but they had too much. Too they much. had too much to say. Yes. And we didn't know what else would come out. We had Benghazi. We had the fucking email server, which is such a shit show. Like there but was the too email, like, many things for them to fucking I rail mean, against. Yes. And going to give them a little crumb, bitch. They took they everything. They took it. They but they were everything. able to use the crumb. I, I feel like yeah. Democrats, we don't know no, how no. to use the crumb. We don't. If I, we I, don't I, know I, how. I, speaking of crumbs, <laughs> if I hear one more fucking thing about Matt Gates, who we've always known as a piece of shit, right? But if I have to see one more person that I care about or love that's a yes. Democrat that's like, oh my God, the scandal with Matt Gates, fuck Matt Gates. Yes. While you're focusing on that, yes. the Florida legislature is yes. raping this fucking cut, the state. But I mean, guess I, what? I, I, but guess ends. what? He so needs stop to focusing step, on this fucking This guy needs Matt to Gates. step down though. 
He needs know, to like, step down from the committees that he's on because that is a house rule. That if you oh, are under investigation, yes. get you get out of your little well, whatever why, committee that you're on. He, well, the Dems are in charge. Get them the fuck out. Why can't they throw them out? Why not? Get because, some balls, Nancy yes. Pelosi. Come on. Out of your purse and fucking get that motherfucker <sighs> off the committees. She's too busy <sighs> elbowing Kamala Harris. Oh, give me a break. Get the fuck out of here. Kim, uh, I know. By the I way, just, I saw a great tweet. Did you retweet it? Maybe you did. I think you did, or you liked it oh. on Twitter yesterday, even maybe, where it was like, Katie Hill's gone now. Yeah. Katie Hill resigned yes. like, within days. Yeah. What the fuck is Matt Gates And, still and doing really, there? even like the whole, and I know everyone brings up this, this has been bringing up Al Franken. Yeah. But guess what? He was a comedian and it was a sketch yeah. and he wasn't even an elected official. Yeah. And the, I, the one thing I think I retweeted was like, Dems eat themselves yeah. alive. Well, and the Republicans don't. It is they will protect until the end, and that's why it's they that don't is know why where to draw the line. Democrats, they don't know where to draw. Like, look yeah. at this. They don't know where to say Nancy Pelosi should have had Katie Hill's back. Number one, because she's a woman. Sorry, mm-hmm. have her fucking back. Number two, she's a freshman legislator who needs your fucking help. That's not what happened. No, Matt Gates should be out. And we are supposed to be, I'm sorry, last time I checked, we had both these fucking, didn't know who we had yes. the Senate and the fucking yes. House? What the fuck what are, are we, we doing? doing? What are we doing? But get him the fuck out. What I are mean, we asked, what are we waiting for? Not to, not to mention that this, this guy is, is he's involved with children. And can, it's children. It's, and by the way, children. Isn't, isn't and he's the QAnon guy. Isn't Give there a Florida a, caucus of the Democrat God. House reps? What, he's a, there's gotta be a Florida caucus that can say, get him, get him get the out. fuck out. God dang it. All right. Sorry for this. The, the little veer. We veered it's off. That white man privilege of just ugh. like, I'm not going anywhere. Fuck and you. And that hooded brow. And ugh. okay. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the Dems try to shut it down because yes. they're like, there's nothing to see here. Ooh. No investigation. But things get leaked, specifically claims of embezzlement and money laundering. And the public freaks out. They're like, what's going on? Right. And they that kind of like stirs everything back up and the Dems kind of can't yeah keep it down they keep can't keep it, it down yeah. yeah so the major incident there were several charges but the post office stamp piece was what a lot of the news focused on so essentially he um was laundering money through stamps and vouchers and other things that I'll get into in a little bit and there was this amazing article by uh Pierre Thompson of the Washington Post that really outlines everything, the charges. So I used a lot of that in this next little Mm -hmm. uh, part. So um, Thompson writes that in 1994, Rostenkowski is charged on 17 counts that include misappropriating about $500,000 in funds. Other reports that I read had it up to $695,000. Holy cow. Witness tampering. Using taxpayer money for personal gain. And the charges also allege that this corruption started... In July 1971. Holy cow. All the way through 1992. So like 1993, they start, they like these newspaper articles start coming out. And then he's finally sort of indicted in 94. Holy cow. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah that, no wonder. <laughs> 20 got years. 695,000. 20 years of scamming the system. I mean, woo. All right. So. And all for himself. He wasn't taking that money and like putting it into the community. Like this is all his pocket. Okay. <laughs> Thomas reported face, on some of the things he's like, done. Please. <laughs> All right. So just like our buddy from last episode, C and Franny did, he hired ghost employees. Mm. And while they didn't do government work, they did do things for him like lawn maintenance, 
paid $1,500 like for his lawn to get done. Wow. But $1,500 like out of taxpayer money, right? right. Um, and it was his grandson that was mowing oh. the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Laundry pickup and other chores like picking up kids and things like that, $21,000. Whoa. Bookkeeping of his personal books yeah. for 20 years, uh, $61,000. Photography for things like, you know, his daughter's wedding, $20,000. <gasps> Home renovations, there was, he hired someone as a these supervisor. Are my, these are my favorites. $53,600. <laughs> Office rental payments, $55,700. Housekeeping, $90,000 over nine years. He had some guy engrave souvenirs that he stole. What? Basically took from like the U.S. Congressional Post Office. Oh like, you know, they God. have like the tchotchkes in there. Yeah. So there was like, you know, these little souvenirs. And then he had this guy like engrave them. And he was just like, hey, have a gift from me. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Like a stupid thing. $3,600. Jesus. And then this is my favorite. Okay. It's called the doing nothing category. Like where people just got paid and they didn't, they didn't mow right. a lawn. Yeah. They didn't engrave a statue. Just throw them some bucks. They, yeah. One person, $3,200. Dang. Another person, $10,400. <gasps> this was his son-in-law. So he paid his son-in-law that money, and then the son-in-law gave him the money back. Oh, yes. my God. This yes. family. This family. Another person received $121,400 over 10 years. What? Another person received $48,400 over three years. Another person received $6,800. And then another person who did like little things, but mainly no work for $32,500. So don't these were like his friends and so family. They would, all these people got the money and would hand it back to him? The son-in-law. The okay, son-in-law son did. did but other so, people would, no, so it's just like, I'm just, it's like, hey, no. Hillary, um, yeah. you know, I'm going to throw you down on the payroll for doing blah, 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 but you don't do any of it. And like, here's some checks, here's some money. But does the son-in-law get in trouble for being involved? He so some people knows. were, other people on okay. the fray were getting in trouble. Okay. Yes. Um, he abused his payroll account, specifically the congressional post office account, and other uh, privileges. So, what's interesting is uh, Thomas, the, the the writer of this article, notes that the government alleged that Rostenkowski had a house finance officer working with him on the books because you got to fudge the books. I was going to say, how does for he get ten with this? years? Wow, which was a violation because. I guess in the house, you got to rotate that person every two years, Ooh. which I would imagine is to stop yes. stuff like this from yes. happening. <gasps> he took over $40,000 in items from the house stationery store. And that's like, again, it's like, like little stupid souvenir crap that he just handed out to people. And this was illegal because he presented it that he was using these items in an official capacity, but he didn't. He took 60 wooden armchairs. That had his name engraved on it and like gave them to people for gifts. What? Like, why? Why? Who wants that anyway? Oh my God. The 60 crystal statues that I told you about, 250 pieces of China and about 26 pieces of luggage. Oh my God. <laughs> That's like the airport gift store, you know, yeah. like with like random stuff. So the stamps. Okay. Allegedly, he took $50,000 in cash from the congressional post office by mm. quote, disguising transactions as stamp purchases. So this is how it was done. So most official mail that would come from his office does not need a stamp on it because it's coming from a government agency like Congress or whatever. Okay. But if he was sending certified mail mm. or if he was sending express, express mail, yes. that needed stamps. Okay. So in order to get reimbursed, so if I say, oh, I sent a certified letter to Hillary, 
I have to present a voucher saying I sent a certified letter. It costs X amount and I turn it in and then I get my money back. Mm -hmm. So he was like forging vouchers for all of the, these stamps he was using and he didn't mail anything. He would just turn it in and take the cash. And he did this to the tune of 50 grand. That's so many little pieces of those. I filled out certified letters for work and you just fill out little, there's a receipt that you just add up how much it all costs. I mean, the time it takes to get to $50,000. Yes. He allegedly uh, did this over a two-year period. There, So he had done it, and then something happened where he couldn't do it anymore, and he was frustrated, and then he did it again for like 11 grand. Like, But this was like a racket. Like he saw an opportunity. I know, but... Yeah, it's crazy. But God, why? But I why? don't know. Why? He also earned a car without a down payment or loan, no payments, nothing. What? And... Then he also like filled out these, this paperwork saying like he was leasing vehicles for government use and then like getting money to cover that. But it was like not for government use. I don't understand this. That was about $73,000. Like, was he living a high life? Like he needed this money to pay for his life? Like, what are you doing? He's just a scammer. He's just a scammer. A scam artist. So the charges, according to Thomas's article... Mail and wire fraud, five counts. And this had to do with Mm. like the no-shows, the ghost employees, buying personal gifts, the stamp scam. Obstruction of justice, one count. And that's where he hired that guy to engrave um, the sculptures. But he called him and he's like, yeah, the jury's going to call you. Please don't say that you did that job for me. So now he's got got an obstruction of justice uh, charge. Concealing material fact. And that's hiding the ghost employees on the, the... Payroll, fraudulently claiming the rocking chairs and the statues are for personal or for official use, cashing in on the stand, all that stuff. Where are the 60 chairs you took? I know. <laughs> personal use. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Where are they? You go yeah, to the for, for official use. Yeah, yeah like where are they just like uh, in people's, it's so stupid. <laughs> Embezzlement, um, using public money to pay himself, family and friends, using wow. public money to buy luggage, chairs, etc. taking the stamp money, the vehicle, conspiracy, how he got the money from the stamps. So a lot of these charges all have to do with like the same crime, concealing a material fact from the FEC because he signed checks uh, to the postmaster and got them cashed. He did that 11 times. Oh my God. And he directed his campaign to pay almost $30,000 for car rentals. Wow. <laughs> this guy's, Wow. So Thomas reported that if the charges were taken as individual separate counts, he could have faced up to 100 years. But we know like that's how it is. Like here's yeah. all the counts. You add it all together and no way, no one's getting 100 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's when all the plea deal and all of that stuff starts happening. And then U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder had mm. this to say. And this was, again, cited in Thomas's article, quote, the allegations contained in today's indictment represent a betrayal of the public trust for personal gain. Congressman Rostenkowski used his elective office to perpetrate extensive fraud on the American people. Rostenkowski's response, quote, I strongly believe that I am not guilty of these charges and Mm. will fight to regain my reputation in court. This will be a difficult fight. The government has vast resources at its disposal. Yeah, you would know. But yeah, yes. And but guess what? So did he. And <laughs> uh, according to the New York Times, he raised $750,000 for his legal defense. Oh, my God. 750000 That's amazing. a vast sum at his disposal. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. It is crazy. And then this is so funny. So at another press conference, he shouted. He's at this press. And he's, you know, shouting at the press. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be vindicated. I will fight these false charges and will prevail. I will wash away the mud that has been splattered upon my reputation. Some ask. <laughs> How could you have done these things? The answer is simple. 
I didn't do them. Well, this is un- this is incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. But guess what? Despite pleading his innocence, the New York Times reported that in May 1994, he lost his chairmanship on the Ways and Means Committee mm. because there was a Democratic caucus rule that indicted members have to give up their posts. That's nice. And That's good. he was going to roll the dice. He was like, at first, like, I'm rolling the dice. I'm innocent. He rejected an original plea. Oh. And the original plea was to cop to one felony count out of all those counts. Wow. One count. That's nice. Six months in jail. Yeah. But he's like, no. Right. And he keeps going. <laughs> and according to Babwin of the Seattle Times, Rostenkowski ultimately pleads guilty. But now it's a different plea deal. And it's two counts of mail fraud. That's it. Out of all of that stuff. I mean, two counts of mail fraud. Uh, and it just seems like he did so much over 20 years. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 taking money, taking money and. Maybe if these politicians receive harsher sentences for mm-hmm. doing this kind of stuff, it They'd would deter yeah. them from doing it. Yeah. And then I think, like, what about the guy who, who does some felony, like, you know, takes a car? Mm. He's probably going to jail yeah. for a lot longer than this guy who took 600 some thousand dollars. Right. It's, it's really not right. It's, it's not right. Like, it's, it's like, how does this, like, regular Joe Schmo? get penalized so severely and just because you're a politician we gotta you know feel sorry for you mm. I, I, I'm, I'm tired well, he, of it well, he's got seven hundred thousand dollars to pay a fucking nice lawyer for that i mean the thing that's crazy to me about um he had all these charges at the press conference going i didn't do this da, da, da. you know if you do one thing you might be able to go oh i didn't do it and keep fucking warm your way right. like wiggle your way out of it he he did so much <laughs> for 20 years for 20 years for 20 it was years. like i didn't do anything <laughs> Fucking the list uh, of chart, like the list of shit that he took. I mean, how can you sit there and say you didn't do anything? How well, can you be that fucking- well, but we're going to see that for him, like he really thought like what he was doing was okay. Which, which makes me think about his dad and like, what was his dad up to? Like, where did he learn? Although he's from Chicago. Well, this is Chicago. That's yeah. so that's the thing. And so that's what like, a lot take, of people take, take, say. Take, take, yeah. A lot of people say that. So years after his release, he said he took that plea after seeing one of his friends, like one of the people that was mm-hmm. getting money, yeah. get sentenced for 10 months and one of the ghost employees. And he was like, oh shit, he just got sentenced 10 months. Because like, of you, by the way. Yes. Because he's like, you. I I better take this plea yeah. deal. Uh-oh, my ass yep. is in trouble, even though I've put all these people in fucking yeah. jeopardy. All these people. All these people are in trouble. Yeah. So, this guy's um, over here, an engraving business. He's fucking on the hook. <laughs> what the fuck? He's trying, know. He's, he's trying he's to just do a like, job. I know. It's so, it's so messed <laughs> up. By the way, don't call the engraving guy and tell him to avoid the jury. Yes. That should have been advice that Robert Runcie maybe could have taken. Oh, Sorry. I was thinking that. Sorry. I was thinking that when I was writing this, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, obstruction. Witness. Don't call witnesses and give them a heads up. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and then lie about it under yeah. oath. Did I you talk to... No. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So according to, to the Seattle Times, um, he gets 15 months in federal prison. Mm-hmm. Two months in a halfway house working as a consultant. That's according to NBC <laughs> News Chicago. Yeah. And $100,000 in fines and restitution. Wow. Minus 82000 he had already paid back to the house stationery store. And that was mm. according to the Times. Aftermath. Shortly after his release in prison, roughly around April of 1998, he returned to Washington, D.C. to work as an advisor to help corporations navigate Congress. He claimed he wasn't going to be a lobbyist. And in the New York Times article that I read about this, he noted he hoped to make about $100,000 a 
a year annually doing this. That's the definition of a lobbyist. <laughs> I know. That is a lobbyist. I know. It's You're the not best. helping corporations navigate. The best. Funny. President Clinton pardoned Rostenkowski <gasps> in 2000. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, yes. my God. Pardon me. Okay. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Can and we that, please and this is, stop again, this? Again, again, the Republicans then kind of criticize. Of like, course. Like, give me a break. What are you doing? He's a fucking criminal. He's well, a thief. Fucking, what the fuck? Well, I guess getting blowjobs in the Oval Office isn't that big of a deal either. Yep. Right? Bye. Scumbag motherfucker. God. Fuck off. He Wait, ultimately, what's wrong with us? I know. What is wrong with us? We, we are a damaged country. We are. No, the party's <laughs> fucking damaged. Like, it's from the top yes. down. It's oh my the God. top, Tina. He ultimately died in uh, 2010 at 82 from lung cancer. So some points of interest. When Rostenkowski's father was ward leader, I thought this was really interesting. Back in 1938, gunshots were fired outside of his home and two of his precinct captains were shot and killed. They were sleeping in cars, I think maybe like offering protection or something in front of his house. No one ever caught who did it. He had to take his family, inc- including his son, and they like went and hid somewhere. And oh it was, my God. it was interesting. So I was like, oh, the killers were never caught. And there was this sort of mystery. After uh, JFK's death, Rostenkowski was one of a handful of DC guys who would regularly visit Jackie Kennedy Ooh. and still like they would meet and it would be like Bobby Kennedy, oh my you know, God. him, a couple of others. And they would tell old stories and make her laugh. And that, that was like one of the articles I read. I thought Holy that was shit. interesting. I love that. Um, as far as his political power, several articles noted he, again, with this powerhouse and one article from the Our campaign site recounted a story from a former committee member who said that, quote, Rostenkowski summoned him to a darkened room and opened the negotiation by asking in the voice of Don Corleone, what do you need, kid? And I was like, I love this. So he's like the Don, like that's how people like thought about him. So I I saw that Godfather guy. I was like, I got to throw it in. In 1986, he was arrested for drunk driving. His license was suspended. He was fined $555. And um, I thought this was really funny when he was first like negotiating plea deals before they removed him from um, uh, the Ways and Means Committee, like part of the plea deal, he wanted to make sure he he kept that position. And it's like, dude, like you're going to end up going to jail with yeah, this plea you're deal. Not, you like you're not going to have this. Yeah, you, I thought it was You don't funny. work here anymore. <laughs> um, he recognized the tarnished legacy. And Babwin of the Seattle Times reported that Rostenkowski said that his, he, he's, he's like, you know, my obituary is going to read mm. uh, Dan Rostenkowski felon. And it's something that I have to live with. And he's like, but I did these other things, you know? And he's like, but I know. And it's funny that like when you look at the articles, every article is like, you know, Rostinkowski, you know, X, you know, like like, that's what it was. Um, And I I wonder why you don't think about that before you start stealing. Like you're you're actually stealing. And I, I I kind of can see his perception in the middle of it. He's just taking advantage of like these things that people don't notice. You know what I mean? Oh, they won't notice if I do this. They won't. Right. But you are stealing. And well, so you have to understand that if you get caught, of course, that's going to be part of your obituary. Yeah. Well, one of the articles um, put forth this idea about the question was, does political morality change? Mm. And a few people and a few, and it was several different articles that kind of said that the type of stuff that Rostenkowski was doing was acceptable in Chicago. Right. And in his early days in the world of politics. But when it wasn't acceptable any longer, he didn't change with the times. And right. So, but no. so he still, you know, but at the end of the day, 
it's a lot of money that you're taking, but there was this idea that, well, this is acceptable. You're allowed to do this and all of that. And the ball, I wonder if we, if we end up, um, taking that road trip and we go to Chicago, I would love to talk to either someone who's served (gasps) as an alder person or like, and like hear some old war story. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love to, I'm sure there's still this, all this stuff happening now, but like, I would love to talk to someone who yes. was there back in the day. And like, because it, it, that is exactly what it is. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand because, that the, this is bad. Yeah, but even to be an alderman or to be part of those committees, even you have to pay it for, like you pay that person. You, well, and they're was, doing something to be sitting if there. There was some quote too where he's like, I'm going to jail for rocking chair. Like, you know, like yeah. he's just like, I don't understand. Right. Like he doesn't get incredible. it. incredible. Um, and it makes you wonder what the fuck he was doing in Chicago. Like, what oh, was he come doing on. there, right? Same stuff, I'm yes. sure. Yeah. The Baltimore Sun reported that he still ran for re-election. So he was running for re-election despite sort of all of the indictment of charges and things yes. looming. We have to take our chances. He won the primary, but he <laughs> lost the race against a Republican in the main election. <gasps> Here we go. See? And that, that's and this is again one of those that things. Power in, yeah. In the, in the house. And the SB Sun noted that the winner was Michael Patrick Flanagan, the first Republican to win the seat in 35 years. Wow. And he ended up being ousted by our favorite jailhouse rocker <gasps> that you covered. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, oh shit. Bl- bl- Blagojevich. Yes, thank you. I never can say his. I always get stuck on his name. Yeah. And according to the Baltimore Sun, guess who rolled in and helped? Rostinkowski during his primary, even though there were indictment charges looming and maybe he shouldn't have run. Maybe he should have just said, Hey, I better sit this one out and deal with my criminal charges. Yeah. But it was Bill Clinton. Bill oh Clinton. My God, went I was going to say Clinton. Yes. And a New York times article did note that Clinton made it clear that one Rostinkowski wasn't charged with anything at the time. And two, this wasn't an endorsement. He's just supporting him. Yeah. But then he goes on and pardons. Him. I mean, and the Baltimore Sun cited one of Rostinkowski's primary opponents at the time um, as saying, quote, Rosti enriches himself first, his family second, his friends third. And if there is any money left over, he enriches others. Wow. Chicagoans have a higher tolerance for corruption than other cities. In other cities, voters would have thrown Rostinkowski out by now. The voters knew he was corrupt at the time of the March primary, but the attitude was he may be a crook, but at least he's our crook. I love that quote so much, Tina. I mean, I feel like if you live in Chicago, I will talk to like, somebody. Yeah, this, this is, is it. what you know. This is what you know. You go, eh, this is how it is. I love that. I wish I could feel that way about elected. Oh, I, I don't. don't. I they, don't. They do something wrong, and I'm, I'm like, like what? how could they do this why? to us? Yeah, why, why are they like why? this? And the New York Times at the time also noted that folks felt that this was the status quo, right? Voters expected cronyism and payroll padding. And wow. I guess it's, it's like Chicago, New Orleans, like maybe yeah. years of corruption has just sort of instilled There's this no into the people. That's and right. Yeah, and That's like, right. It is what it is. And like so many others, our buddy Rosti got to take home $104,000 in an annual pension what? for the rest of his life. Oh my God. So he does that and, and he's he a gets, lobbyist? And he gets 100K as being like, yep. So I, I don't understand. Yes. How cut? That's two hundred four thousand dollars a year. Yes. After being, and that's like in the nineties. And that's the story of Daniel David Rostenkowski, the kickback congressman. Oh my god, the greatest! <laughs> like, I love him. What I mean, it's so good, Tina. Anytime <sighs> Chicago's involved, I'm here it's for good, it. But Send man, me all the Chicago stories. I mean, it's it's who are they? Why do I never get? 
How come I'm never a ghost employee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Don't get me involved. Hillary, I'm going to get you a check. No. Don't no. Send, I want to earn that. Do don't not send fucking send me, me a check. anything. But yeah, it's just funny. It's like, but in the, but the people who are the ghost employees, like, how do they? I don't know, but I would be so How upset. do they do it? I would be nervous. Uh, yes, like, I, that's why like you the people, no, 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 the people you. who are doing the jobs, like they may not know that this isn't allowed or something like, yeah. oh, I'm cleaning an office for the congressman or I'm doing whatever, you know, they don't, they may not know how they're getting paid. They yeah. just know they're getting paid. Yeah. You know what but I mean? Also, but uh, the people who are doing nothing and you're receiving checks, no. come on. But also if you're receiving a paycheck, that means you, at the end of the year, you're paying taxes on that. Like, how does that work? I don't know. You know what I mean? You can file taxes and say you've earned this income. Unless he just gave them cash. Maybe right, he to, just handed to, cash. To add it onto their thing. Um, the thing that I was just thinking about how you're saying like New Orleans and Chicago and how people who live there kind of get used to that idea. I wonder if we're there yet as a country. As you know, a lot of people don't vote and don't participate in the democracy, yeah. the democratic process. Because well, they just think it's... Because they're like, well, they're all crooks. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard that? Yeah. And I, there's a point where I go, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of problems here. Or... If they're not stealing, they're just not doing the right thing. Right. Um, including Democrats who don't follow through. And That's like, why we have little mugs so that we can say, hey, there are some good people yes, out there. Yes. Trying to do good things. Honey. Uh, I know. It's so depressing. I, I have had just like the worst uh, couple of weeks because of this Florida legislature. It's, it's, it's not good. It, it's, it's frightening. It's it, frightening. It is. And so the part that really fucking gets to me is we can be as outraged as we can be. But one of the quotes from the floor, and I wish I knew who the Republican was who said it, because Michelle Rayner talked about it, is they were asked, like, why are you doing this? Like, in the debate, yeah. you know, they, they go back and forth. Like, why are you just... And one of the Republican legislators in the House was like, because we can. That's oh. the quote. They're doing it because they have the yes, power and they can so do gross. whatever the fuck I mean, they that want. Is, what a gross response. But that's that's what it was. What it's a gross like, response. And by the way, that's always the truth. Like there's yeah. he's just being honest. Yeah. And guess what? That's what's going to continue to happen until we flip one of these houses. But, but, we but, have to do it. But we guess, have to get Democrats in power. And we've talked about this before. The, the, the gerrymandering, you know, the things well, that are allowing in a couple months. You know, now. here we are in a state. Where we, where the power, it's not fair how it's laid out. It's not fair that, that the, the way the mapping works, that the bulk of the people are not represented fairly. True. And that is a violation of our rights. True. But you know, they're like, going to do it again. Now the census just happened. We're getting another house seat in Florida. I think we're getting a, a, yeah. a, a house, a U.S. house seat. But they're going to change the Florida in Tallahassee. They're going to change these districts again. And it's going to make really, it unfair. They, and they need to, with the, this redistricting, really it has to be a nonpartisan group no. that i mean but that's where it needs to change of on course. a federal level to say like we can't we have to stop this and we just need things to be fair and the end but like if you can look at a map and you see like what they're doing right and and it's not right but it's, it's not their, right those Koch brothers this was their plan they had a uh, very long-term like red, 20 yeah, that year red map. plan yeah that to get to this point that's how they're smarter than us. They are smarter. And so we can say, this isn't fair. And I yeah. can't believe this legislation. But until we actually fucking elect Democrats and stop it, or right, a Democratic we, governor, but it's hard to, we can't to do elect anything. them when, when, when the system is rigged. Well, like that's is where we're, I feel we, like we're trapped. We've seen, we've, we've, seen, seen red, we've seen flip seats. We can do that. Yeah. But we have to have a party leadership that's got the fucking, bu yeah. like, listen, this Manny Diaz, uh, not me, is it Manny Diaz? Yeah. He's raised like $2 million in three months. Good so like him. we're on the way 
to maybe, but by November 2021, there has to be a plan. And when I'm talking about someone like Chip Lamarca, who the fuck are we running? I don't who, know. We, we don't have it, a plan But we for need that. to know it now. That's a seat we can get. We're in a blue county. Oh my God. We There's could, no reason for it. There's no reason for I feel for like we have to be able be to get the seat. And you know what? The problem is, and we've talked about this before, is that Chip Lamarca, at least in our community, there are Democrats yes. who vote for him. Yes. And if the Democrats did not vote for him, yes. he would not be sitting there. But they vote for him because they're like, I went to high school with him. He's really nice. I've known him for like 20 years or oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care that you know him. Look at how he's voted. Yeah. You he- can be his friend and go to the picnic with him. Yeah. But that shouldn't drive everyone else's rights because P.S. you're best friends with Chip Lamarca and P.S. because you sat next to him in history class. Come on. P.S. Now, Alcee Hastings' seat. Alcee Hastings yes. was U.S. House rep. A lot of people are buying. Everybody's jumping yes. into this race. And you know who, what our friend, what our wonderful fucking friend, Senator Chevron Jones said? Oh. Thanks, but no thanks. And you know what that says to me? Because he said, the people of Florida need me. Good. And he's yes. goddamn right. Yes. This shit needs to stop. First of all, Chevron Jones, do you know what that tells me about this human being who I think is just like the most remarkable He's spirit? selfless and he's That's actually right. working for the he's people for and not for people. himself. Yeah. There's no ego there. Yeah. It's for the people. I love him. I mean, yes. that's been clear. I've made yes. that very clear. I love him. And I said on our cooking show, I think he's one of the sexiest um, Florida legislat- hey. legislators. Uh but so many people are jumping to race, including um, Omari Hardy, who's a Florida House rep. Now, I like Omari Hardy. I'd love to have him on the podcast, which maybe we can do that. Okay. But he has now thrown his hat in the ring. He is a freshman House legislator yeah. in the Florida House. We can't lose any more no. Democrats there. And so it makes, and I'm happy for him that he's jumping in and he's a progressive. And if he wins a seat, that would be amazing. Yeah. But then what happens to that what seat? What happens to that seat? I'm very nervous about that. And um, I, I wonder, like, he's, he's, he's just getting his feet wet here yeah. in Florida as a legislator. And he's a powerful progressive. Like, yeah. we need him We here. need it. So it makes me nervous. When people like Bobby DeBose is running, great. A third, Perry Thurston's running. Okay. Yes. Uh, Dale Holness. These are all like power players. Yes. Barbara Sharif. These are all huge power players. It's but it's it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be a great race. But they're all seasoned people yeah. who will take that can take that seat, and then we can we know that we can get Democrats elected there. It makes me very nervous when someone so young wants to do it. Uh, again, all power to him. If he ends up being the nominee, I'm going to do whatever I can oh, to make sure course. he gets elected. But I but does he does he house. lose the house seat because he's running, or only if he wins? Does he have to give up the seat now? Oh. I, I got to tell you, I think he might have to. I think so too. I think he does. So that to me is dangerous. Which means, and a lot of yeah. these things, like if, if Dale Holness, who right now is the Broward County Commissioner, Barbara Shreve, she's the Broward yeah. County Commissioner. If one of them win, guess who gets to put someone in the seat? I know. DeSantis. I know. And I he just... gets to replace a commissioner, <laughs> which is incredible, which is incredible. Now, they're in very blue districts, so when re-election time comes around, there's a very good chance whoever runs get, is going to win but the seat. I know, but still, that's, that's time. Yeah. And Bobby DeBose has been, he's been a house rep for a long time. I think he might be termed out at this point. Perry Thurston's a state senator. I think he might be termed out. I've seen billboards. I've seen billboards. He's he's very much heavily advertising himself. But everybody, every one of these people have a very good chance of winning that seat. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a race. I can't wait. I I can't can't wait wait. to see how it all, how the dominoes fall for this one. Me too. And I, and also I said it on that cooking show and I'll say it here finally is that I have wanted to cover the Alcee Hastings story as a, as a person on the muck for a really long time, but he was sick. He had yeah. cancer. So he died of, uh, uh, I think, uh, 
pancreatic cancer. And uh, I wanted to cover him, but he was sick and I was advised that it probably wouldn't be a good idea. He has one of the most interesting stories of any elected official. And if you can go and see like when he passed away, he was praised up and down the board oh, from like yeah. everybody who loves him and worked with him. And he's a civil yes. rights icon. Like, oh my God, he yes. is a pioneer in politics, not just Florida, but like in the country. He's an amazing man. But his start, and he does have a scandal in yeah. his past, which is as interesting. It may be like a blip on his yes. timeline, but it's a really interesting story. And what comes out of that and what he, what he did with his career and everything is so fucking remarkable. And I, I'm not, I don't want to cover him as like, look at this scandal. Yeah. I want to cover him and be like, look at what this guy did. Yeah. He came passed, out of it. Yeah, he came but out now of he's it. passed away. And I feel like, is that inappropriate? Like, yeah. I am still struggling with like, can I do this story? But I would love to cover Al Yes. It'll happen, girl. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. Anyway, happy Sunday to you. Oh, girl. I'm going to go for a run now. Oh. With my blonde hair in the wind, in the sun, uh, glistening. I love it. Hillary's a blonde. Wait, so can I, okay, I'm sorry, we're dragging out this (laughs) podcast, but when you said that you got, you went to a salon, you had someone professionally help you. You didn't do it on your own. No, I could not do that. And And is this like a super, because I, I do my own coloring. Yeah. You know, I got, I got to touch up them roots. Yes. And also PS. So for whatever reason, my family uh-huh. gray early. So when okay. I was in high school, I had gray hair in high school. Oh. I had a gray, I had a gray, like yeah. right here. That's gray, where my gray's coming, right where the bangs are. I had a gray streak. Yeah. And then my little cousin, she's like 30 something. She had gray hair in high school. Mm-hmm. My other cousin fully salt and pepper by the time he was 24. Wow. So I've been coloring my hair for a long time. Cause like, I just started yes. going gray. I don't know what it is about maybe some, who the hell knows? I think it's the dark hair too. Yeah. I but people, yeah, but that. some people don't even have one gray hair till they're in their thirties. Like so it's hereditary? I, had, I think it's hereditary. Cause it's like a bunch of my cousins were like, what the hell's going like, yeah, yeah. this is what we inherit. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing my hair for a long time, but I do it a lot myself. Uh huh. You know, because I'm worried, like, the salon is, like, super expensive. It's not. I'll tell you how much I paid. It was not very expensive. Ooh. I paid $125, but Pamela got a haircut. Oh. I did not get a Her haircut. Her hair looks so nice. Looks, I saw. Thank you. Yeah. But the coloring took a long time. Like, we're talking about, like, two and a half hours there. Dang. I feel like that's not expensive. Plus, I've been going to the same person for since I was in high school. <gasps> so, like, even when she was cutting Pam's hair, her name's Kim. Even when she was cutting Pam's hair, I'm like, can you believe that I... I was almost this age when I first met you. Like, that's insane to me. Wow. And, and is it like a local salon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you my know? you know my aunt was a hairdresser? She was? So um, my aunt, God, does anyone want to hear this? I do. Um, my aunt, so uh, in this back in Pittsburgh, yes. my, my grandfather had bought like a couple lots. So he had his house on one lot and right next door, my uncle had built his house on the, on the lot next nice. door. And so like growing up, I was always at my grandma and grandpa's and my cousins were right there. So, yeah. <laughs> and my aunt had her like hair salon in the basement. Yeah. And it would be all the, the Italian ladies oh, in the I neighborhood walking yes. in, getting their hair done. And so yes. like, I, I grew up just like watching the ladies and <laughs> I mean, my, I got to tell you that my aunt, four kids, wow, four kids. And she was like working this hair salon, had four kids. Like she, um, amazing, amazing lady. I love her so much. And, um, but yeah, I just remember growing up and just always seeing like yeah. the ladies go in and she used to cut my hair. Oh my God. And she um, cut it real short one time, right? She Wasn't did cut it real short. <laughs> I remember her She story. did cut it real short. And, yeah. I, and I remember like she cut it and it was fine. And then she's like, let me trim it up. And it was like, boom to my ear. And it was like a call. It was a bit of a shock for me. Yeah. But you know, it grew back. 
Yeah. But I had like big, I had like the cheeks, like my son, like these They're big, adorable. chunky cheeks. Oh, stop. And I was like chunky. Oh and so, my like, God. I can't imagine what so... you think chunky is. I can't imagine. Oh, no, no, no. Stop. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bring a picture. Bring a picture. I'm going to bring a picture. I feel like I'm one of those, um, oh my God, awkward and just horrible. And then I turned like 17 and I was like, okay, I'm finally like a normal human. (laughs) But, um, if you remember like the opening of, uh, freaks and geeks, where it's like it's like they're all taking their photos and they're like like that was every school picture (laughs) ugly like i just was awkward braces Uh, oh my god first of all let me tell you something my (laughs) daughter brought home her sixth grade picture and she's like i don't like it i should have oh she's probably gorgeous fucking so cute yeah and i was like hold on a second let me get my middle school yearbook out and i showed her like my seventh grade picture which my hair was parted in the middle and pulled back so it looks like i have no hair (laughs) and in one of those yearbooks i like drew hair on the picture because it's so embarrassing and I'm like, look at that picture though. She was oh. like, all right, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, it's bad. Mine were it's horrible, bad. horrible, horrible. And then <laughs> my family it. is like old school Italian. So when you walk in the house, oh, they're all... you got the, the communion, you know, I got the <laughs> communion picture where it's like yes. the silhouette and the other picture and like, you know, the big eyes staring up at God. Yes. And then the graduate, it's just like, we still got these pictures on the wall. Oh, I love it. My mom still has all those pictures up, <laughs> all of us in our senior portraits. Oh my God, it's so funny. I know. Okay, so we have rambled. That's all right. That's what we're here for. But guess what? You can fast forward. You can stop listening. But yeah. you know you don't want to stop. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.